Greetings, listeners. Jonathan Harding here on Culture Club. I'd like to start by wishing you all a belated Happy New Year. I hope everyone had a fantastic festive season. And, uh, yeah, let's, let's hope this year is better than last year. Let's work for that, shall we? Now, a number of big things have happened in the worlds of film and video games since my last episode. Um, over the course of the coming weeks, I'm going to break them down one by one. Who knows, maybe I'll finally get around to reviewing Mul Mulan. Mulan. Although by this point, it will probably be a retrospective instead. Um, the same could be said of Wonder Woman, which... Let me just put it out there, it is an enjoyable movie. If you're looking for a fun action romp, there it is. If you're looking for anything more than that, Wonder Woman 84 is not that movie. Now then, uh, this week we're going to quickly focus in on the gaming industry. I say quickly, this is a lengthy script, I am sorry. 2020 was a mess in more ways than one. A single problem blew itself up and compounded negatively, affecting all industries, even going so far as to kill a myriad of businesses across the globe. One survival tactic many companies turned to was remote working. Of course, this isn't always possible. Customer-facing positions were dead once lockdown started. But even in industries where remote working is entirely possible, the shift from working in the office to working from home is often a slow and painful one. This is one thing when you have a small team to work with, but CD Projekt and its accompanying studio, CD Projekt Red, is among the largest software development companies based in Europe. They are, in fact, also Poland's most valuable company. CD Projekt was founded in 1994, initially functioning as a games distributor within Poland. Their studio, CD Projekt Red, was founded in 2002. Back then, they bought the exclusive video game rights to a small fantasy series that was little known even to Poland's neighboring nations, one that was practically unheard of outside of Europe, but was also the single largest and most popular Polish IP, The Witcher. If you head on over to Google Images and search for CD Projekt Red E3 Booth 2004, it's not hard to get a sense of just where this company started. Their first ever booth at the Electronic Entertainment Expo, E3 for short, up until recently this was the single largest electronics and entertainment expo in the United States, was little more than a small desk, a single chair, and a desktop computer. Compare that to their E3 booth in 2019, and, well, they had one of the biggest booths that year, so it says a lot. CD Projekt had taken this tiny book series and turned it into one of the largest and most popular video game franchises out there. Along the way, they garnered a reputation for perfectionism, for paying attention to the small details, for making some of the best games out there, because not one of the Witcher games was poorly received and also a reputation for being the most consumer-friendly company in gaming. But then that changed. December 10th, 2020. CD Projekt Red released arguably the most highly anticipated game of the decade. Cyberpunk 2077. And it was alright. The game's good, it's fun, no one's stating otherwise, but it's broken. It hardly worked on release. Crashes were common, bugs and glitches of all sorts marred the experience, and they will continue to do so for months. Worse still, this was the experience on PC, where the game ran best. 
It ran relatively well on next-generation consoles, the PS5 and Xbox Series X, but it barely functioned on their last-generation counterparts, the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One X. This issue is compounded by the fact that a little over 40% of the pre-release orders were for last-generation consoles. 40% of the player base couldn't actually play the game. But to make things so much worse, CD Projekt had lied. During an investor call earlier last year, one of the company's co-founders told investors that the game, and I quote, runs surprisingly well on last-gen consoles. And two years ago, when members of the public asked CD Projekt Red's developers when the game would be released, they were told it would release, and I quote, when it's ready. Well, the game wasn't ready, still isn't, even with the patches and hotfixes released since launch, and it barely runs on last-generation consoles to begin with. You see, in 2019, we were told Cyberpunk would release towards the second quarter of 2020, but then 2020 was but what it was, so the launch was delayed to September, and just before its September release date arrived, the game was further delayed to December 10th. The initial delay was understandable. The public had been told that the devs wanted to ensure the game was perfect, so they patiently waited. The second delay came mere days before the September release date. People had specifically cleared their weekends and taken off work for this. Understandably, many were irritated by the second delay. But then CD Projekt promised. They promised it would be out by December 10th. This is where I'd like to remind you that they were working from home even before the initial delay. With a development team of, at last check, around 300 programmers, artists, modelers, level designers, animators, and more, all working from home, it's difficult enough to get a team that size to cooperate on anything in person, especially in game development. Because until the game is out, no one really knows what it's going to be. Everyone is trying to work towards the same goal, but they each have their own idea of exactly what it will be. It's only when it comes out that everyone knows what it is. This isn't a tax form or, you know, a PowerPoint presentation. You can't go through the same process each time. It's not just a product that you can build step by step by a Lego set, like a Lego set, sorry. The process changes from one project to the next, from one step to the next. It's never really the same. Compound this with CD Projekt's history of poor leadership, and, well, things get dicey from time to time. CD Projekt often behaves as a separate being to CD Projekt Red, putting out statements and making claims when they seemingly don't actually know what's going on inside the studio. At best, they have to work on their communication. At worst, someone is telling lies. But the lies didn't end with it'll release when it's ready. You see, in the games industry, we have something called the review cycle. Prior to a game's release, reviewers and journalists are given access to the game, and they're allowed to release their review a day or so before the game's launch. The reviews don't actually, or don't usually rather, affect a game's sales too much, but they act as free publicity, so developers push for them anyway. The review cycle usually ends around a week after a game's launch, sometimes it drags on a bit longer. This is where things first seemed off. For their pre-release reviews, reviewers weren't allowed to show their own footage or screenshots. If they wanted to actually show anything prior to launch, 
CD Projekt had a folder full of carefully curated footage. Footage taken from the best version of the game, cut and edited to hide all the bugs and glitches. It was then revealed that not one reviewer received a review code for a console version of the game. Despite specifically asking, reviewers were only given access to the PC version of the game. What this tells us is that CD Projekt knew what they were doing. They knew the game wasn't ready, and they knew it ran poorly on consoles. But they released it anyway. And boy were gamers angry. One of the most highly anticipated games ever had one of the worst launches in gaming history. It then came out that CD Projekt had indeed acted of their own accord. Their developers at CD Projekt Red spoke out, revealing the truth of the situation. Despite Cyberpunk 2077 being announced in 2012, the project remained in pre-production until well after the release of The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, as the studio had to focus their efforts on patching that game and creating post-release content. Principal development on Cyberpunk only actually started in late 2016. This isn't entirely uncommon in the gaming industry, announcing a new game before your next is even out the door. It's supposed to maintain hype, but honestly, until 2017 I'd almost entirely forgotten Cyberpunk was even happening. But this is where two problems come in. The first is, again, CD Projekt's poor leadership. I'd mentioned this earlier, but a few years ago it came out that most of the studio leadership were somewhat unqualified for the job. That they'd been given leading roles not for their skills, but because of their develop, but because of their relationships, sorry, with the higher-ups. Often a development lead would come up with a new feature, which takes a week or two to put together, then it takes a week of testing, a further week of perfecting, and then another development lead decides they don't like it and it needs to be removed. Removing this new feature could take a team weeks, but by that point other code has been built on top of it and may cease to work without it. So it can take months. Just trying to imagine an entire studio functioning like that. Like, I thought about this when I wrote this script, but damn. I, I can't. If I'm working with a team and people keep deciding on other stuff, I would lose my mind. Another habit the leadership had was not giving the developers the go-ahead on the next step. Just after Cyberpunk's release, a developer spoke on Reddit, saying that they'd done little work until 2018. Instead, they were, and this is a direct quote, messing around until leadership realized they had a game to make. And here is where problem number two lies. I know this week's segment is getting quite lengthy, but bear with me. Crunching isn't particularly unusual in many industries, but in the games industry, it's almost the norm. In some places, this is called unpaid overtime. In game development, we call it crunch culture. The idea that artists have to suffer in order to make good art has crossed over into game development. Now the perception is that it's not possible to make a good game without some amount of crunch. But at CD Projekt, their idea of crunch is a whole other monster. Taking eight-hour days and turning them into 18-hour days for months on end. This is something that happened during development on The Witcher 3 as well. Some members of that game's development team had crunched for well over three years in order to meet deadlines. And although CD Projekt's higher-ups promised there'd be no mandated crunch for Cyberpunk, they later went back on that as well. 
Now begins the long and arduous process of fixing one of the biggest games of the last ten years. And I'm not just talking about the bugs, I'm talking about the missing features as well. There are a whole host of things that are technically in the game and were promised as features, but they're only in the game in the smallest sense, and even then it's at a stretch. But once that's done, CD Projekt and CD Projekt Red have to regain the trust of both their consumers and their investors, the latter of which is in the midst of suing them for lying. Oh, and the Polish government is getting in on that too. CD Projekt might have to pay up in excess of 10% of their annual earnings in fines alone. Right then, I hope you found that informative. Next week I aim to discuss the film industry news, though it will hopefully be far shorter than today's episode. That said, if you enjoy these longer, more in-depth episodes, please do let me know. This is Jonathan Harding, signing off. Cheers.